compromise or settle I'm the one behind the wheel of my life I'm one foot on the gas pedal And I push it down to the metal Till I'm on a whole new level For personal growth, marketing, branding And spirituality Will help you turn your dreams to reality Whatever goals you got in mind Will help you reach them uncompromised Cause we are The Uncompromised Podcast With your host, Adam Wills So let's start the show All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Uncompromised Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Wills. All right, today, guys, let's talk about being uncompromised in our businesses and generating interest in our business. Before I start, something just came to mind to me as the intro was playing, and I was thinking about how so much of life and the things that we do that create impact are really all about just showing up in the first place. There's so many people that just never show up. They, they just decide to, to give up. And I talked about that a little bit in the last episode. Um, a lot of people will quit at the one yard line, right? But um, that, that, that indicates that they showed up in the first place and actually played the game. But there's a lot of people that never show up in the first place. And there's days where I'm just going to admit there's days where I feel less inspired or less motivated than other days to even to do these podcast episodes. But um, your feedback keeps me motivated, keeps me going. And so much of it is just about pushing through the discomfort and just showing up and and doing it and knowing that you've got something to share. And it's always those days, interestingly enough, that I feel like are the most challenging for me to actually feel inspired and be willing to show up that you guys respond to me and tell me that those are some of my best episodes or I shared something insightful that meant a lot to you. And so hopefully today is one of those as well. Um, so today I want to talk to you, like I said, about generating interest in your business. Um, and what I titled this episode as is interest is proportional to awareness. So in other words, you have to have interest or in order to generate interest, you have to first create awareness, right? You're never going to sell more than the number of people who are aware that you have something to sell or something to offer in the first place. Um, so let's talk about a couple fundamentals here first. So first and foremost, and you guys that have been following me for any length of time have probably heard me say this before, but you know, it bears and is worth repeating, um, uh, that you as a business owner, you're in the business of solving problems. And I don't really care what business you're in, you're in the business of solving problems, whether you own a restaurant and you're feeding people, you're solving the problem of their hunger, whether you are providing a garage door repair service, uh, and you're, you're solving a problem, you're fixing people's garage doors, right? The list goes on and on. It really does not matter. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave a challenge for you here. If anybody has any ideas of a business that isn't solving a problem, then I want you to tell me about it. I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you to tell me about it. I'll, I'll even, um, 
I'm going to give you my email address, adamw at heightdigital, H-I-T-E, digital.com. Send me an email. Let me know what that is. I might part with something a little special for you. Or shoot me a DM on LinkedIn or Instagram, um, whatever your, your preference is. But I've never heard of one. So we're just going to, for the sake of this conversation, agree that regardless of the business you're in, you're in the business of solving problems. Okay, so um, the first question to be asked then is, are your potential customers even aware that they have the problem that needs to be solved, right? So some of you maybe are in the beginning stages of launching your business, your startup, or you're, you're just getting started, or maybe, maybe you are an established business, uh, but you have a new product line or a new service line that you're releasing. Uh, and you, maybe people aren't aware that, this is a problem to be solved and they need educated about it, right? And you need to drive that awareness before you can drive the interest. Um, so what do we do then, right? Um, well, let's talk about a couple more quick fundamentals in understanding uh, marketing and, and the fundamentals of marketing and, and how we target people uh, dependent upon where there are in this spectrum of awareness. So there's generally two kinds of marketing there's inbound and outbound marketing. Inbound marketing is the problem aware customer, somebody that is already aware they have a problem, they want it solved, and they're just looking for the best solution to solve that problem for them. These people are already aware. There's an abundance of awareness, right? And so the interest that you're trying to generate is just by putting yourself in front of where they are as they are seeking the solution to that problem. So you really only have one thing, one objective that you need to do, and that is to inform them and gain that trust. So build that know, like, and trust factor so that they believe that you are the best solution to that problem. That is called inbound marketing, like I said again. And so um, that is typically done through, you know, things like search, right? Where people will go on to Google, they'll search for you, they'll find you because they're searching garage door repair in Memphis, right? Or whatever it may be. Now, the other side of that is outbound traffic. Outbound traffic are the non-problem aware people. So these are the ones that you need to educate first. So you have two objectives that you have to solve in this particular circumstance. You have to educate your customers that they have a problem in the first place, agitate that problem a little bit so that they're uncomfortable with it and they want to solve that problem. And then you need to do the same thing you had to do as with an inbound prospect. And that is to let them know that you are the best one to solve it for them. Okay, so we have those two forms of traffic, inbound and outbound. An analogy I like to use here, and I used it this morning, and I actually said this morning in a call that I was on with, with a prospect during a proposal consultation, I told them, this is probably not a very good, good analogy. Sometimes I don't feel like I come up with the best analogies, but I've used it a number of times now. It seems to make sense to people, and so I, I'm going to continue to use it until I can come up with a better one. Um, if you have one, I'd love to hear it, but... Um, the analogy for outbound traffic that I like to use uh, is imagine yourself in New York City in Times Square. If you've never been to Times Square, well, I don't know whether to congratulate you or apologize. It's an experience, but um, not necessarily one that I want to routinely repeat. Um, but that's just me personally, nothing, well, 
maybe some things against New York City. I grew up in upstate New York, not New York City, but um, it's a crazy place. So imagine yourself in Times Square. And, you know, at least back in the 90s, early 2000s, when I was living out there growing up, um, and, and maybe this has changed, I don't know, but there used to be these dudes that would hang out like on the corners of places in Times Square and they would jump in front of you and they'd have kind of a coat and inside their coat, they'd have all these fake Rolex watches and they, they get in your way, right? Like they block you on the sidewalk. They jump in front of you and be like, Hey, you want to buy a Rolex watch for $20? Right. And obviously, you know, it's not a real Rolex, right? We're not dumb. We know that it's a knockoff. But you look at them and you see them, and you're like, hey, they still look pretty sharp, right? Like at a glance, people aren't going to notice that I'm wearing a knockoff. And, well, I've got 20 bucks to spend, right? Um, so that's kind of an analogy for outbound marketing. You're interrupting people in the middle of what they're already doing to say, hey, you have a problem you didn't know you had, and here I want to solve it for you, okay? So considering those two types of traffic uh, and, and marketing strategies, inbound, outbound, when you are in a position in your business where you are trying to generate awareness so that you can generate interest, you need to focus more on outbound traffic than you do on inbound traffic. Okay. Now there's a lot more I can get into the weeds here too. If you want to, Hey, let me know. I'll, I'll jump on a strategy call with you and talk it through and all the different concepts um, between the balance between outbound and inbound and when, when to uh, balance those during the life cycle of your business. But ultimately at this stage, I'm just going to say you want to focus more on outbound traffic. You need to get yourself in front of your potential customer, wherever it is that they may be. So you've got to first identify that. Where is my customer? Where do they hang out? How do I get in front of them in a way that generates awareness so that I can build interest? Okay. So think back with me. I don't know um, some of you may remember this. Maybe I'm dating myself here. Um, to some of you, maybe I'm, I'm still a young whippersnapper, um, to others. You're probably like, Oh my gosh, you're old. Um, but either way, um, some of you may remember back in the day when the internet came via mail. Yes. In the mailbox. Um, I remember back in the nineties when we used to get well, first it was floppy disks, and then later it became CDs, right? CD-ROM um, disks um, from AOL, America Online. And if you didn't have the latest disk, the latest version of AOL, then you could not get on the internet. There just was no way. The internet had to be delivered to me through the United States Postal Service, which today I don't really trust them to deliver anything, um, let alone on time. But the internet used to be delivered through the mailbox, right? And that's because, think about this with me, nobody in the grand scheme, the big picture of things, nobody knew what the internet was. Most people were like, internet, what do I do with that, right? It's, it's almost this mysterious thing, or it was this mysterious thing then today, excuse me, it was this mysterious thing then, like, AI is today is what I was trying to say. So it's looked at or was looked at very much in that same vein. It was kind of this mysterious thing. People didn't understand and AOL understood that. And they said, okay, well, how do we get the internet in front of people? 
Well, they check their mailbox, don't they? Let's put it in their mailbox. And um, that was how they generated awareness, right? And then through that, they would also educate us because what came in the mail with that CD or that floppy disk? Well, generally inside of the package they would send would be material that educated us on what was the internet? What, what could you do on the internet? Why would you want to have the internet? Uh, and in some cases, I actually remember in the very early days of the internet, when it was really taking off, they would actually send a, like a, a, a phone book with, with the AOL disc, right? So, um, if you don't know what a phone book is because you're too young, then, then look it up. But we used to, you know, have to look up phone numbers in a book and they used to send an internet phone book that had just website addresses for different businesses so that you could look by category and be like, Hey, um, uh, I want to look for businesses that are in whatever space. Right. And you go and look them up and you find them. Uh, and I remember as a kid sitting through and flipping through that phone book and just looking at all the different websites and being fascinated by it. Um, but maybe, maybe if that doesn't resonate with you, what about Netflix? Same concept. Do you remember when Netflix used to come in the mail? That was because Netflix had an education problem. They had to educate you that you had a problem to be solved because at that time, nobody knew that the problem they had was I don't get enough movies and I can't, you know, just pay a subscription to get as many movies as I want uh, and have them sent to me. Uh, Everybody was used to going to Blockbuster and, you know, all these video rental stores that uh, Netflix killed off. So they had a solution to a new problem that most people were not aware of. And the only way that they could educate us and drive the awareness of that was through meeting us where we were, which was checking our mailbox. Okay. So what are some practical ways in which we can meet people where they are and generate that awareness so that we can have interest in what we have to offer? So once you've identified where your audience is, start developing and creating content for that space, right? So uh, direct mail is an example. In fact, direct mail right now is making a huge resurgence. And if you haven't considered direct mail in your business, I highly encourage you to take a look at it. And direct mail is where you send somebody something in the mail, just like Netflix and AOL. Over the last... I don't decade or two, uh, people have gotten so used to being bombarded with digital advertising that the, the mailbox has really, it's dried up. We don't get things in the mail much like we used to anymore. And what that's done is actually created a really great new opportunity because now the mailbox is, is, is no longer bombarded. It's an empty space and and we've created an environment where people feel excited when they get something in the mail. Now it has to be something worth being excited about, right? But direct mail is a fantastic way to reach your potential customers um, where they're at and educate them through the material that you send them. 
Another is organic social media, right? That's an obvious one as well. So organic social media, meaning just get on social media and post. But I want to caution you against trying to get on all of the social media platforms. That's the big mistake that I see a lot of people make is they think I've got to be everywhere. I've got to be on TikTok. I've got to be on Facebook. I've got to be on Instagram. I've got to be on YouTube. I've got to be on LinkedIn. I've got to be on Twitter. Oh, and now I've got to be on Meta Threads as well. And right, like just avoid that nonsense. Identify the one or two platforms where your customer is at and focus your energy and your effort there. The next one is paid ads. Paid ads are a really great way to quickly and effectively get your offer in front of people that are potentially suffering from the problem that you want to solve for them. Um, Again, just be weary of which social media platforms you want to target and where your audience is, but also each one of those different platforms has different advantages and disadvantages when it comes to their ads platform and what you can and can't do uh, and how you target people. So um, make note of that. I, for one, recently, I, I really love Spotify ads. Spotify is a great place to be able to target pers- people's personal interests um, based upon podcasts and music they listen to. And it's really great, especially depending upon the industry you're in and what your your uh, focus is. So um, be willing to check out Spotify ads. It's a great platform for advertising. Last but not least, my absolute favorite opportunity for generating awareness with a new offer is through strategic partnerships. There is no quicker way to get in the door with a potential customer or client set than through strategic partnerships because the the partner that you are strategically aligning yourself with has already built the know, like, and trust factor for you. And you're just piggybacking off of the trust that they already have with their audience. And so it it propels you forward. It advances your efforts much quicker when you're trying to share something that's new and maybe a little bit against the grain, a little bit unusual, and something that most people would not have considered if they have somebody that they already trust that is saying, hey, I want you to listen to this person. I want you to hear what they have to offer or here, you know, I want you to consider this option. Uh, then you're going to get through that barrier of distrust a lot faster. The last thing I want to cover here, guys, um, is a thought about a sales funnel. There's been a ton of hype about Sales funnels, sales funnels, sales funnels, sales funnels. And you've probably heard everybody talking about sales funnels. Sales funnels are great, okay? Um, When leveraged correctly. The thing that I specifically want to point out to you is that everybody believes that the moment you put a sales funnel into place in your business that you want to gate all of your content behind the requirement for an email address or a phone number. I am a big proponent with startups and new service offerings, new product offerings to create a lead generating uh, a piece of, uh, or lead generating asset, a piece of collateral. So generally like a PDF or ebook style sort of thing, but ungate it, give it away, right? Now, you might be like screaming if you've done marketing before and you're like, well, but then I don't have a way to retarget people. And I don't know how to track the performance of that lead generator and how many people are downloading it. And right. Well, you, you can still track how many people are downloading it through Google analytics. But the important piece here is again, you've got to build the trust factor and you've got to generate awareness. 
And when you're, when you have a new idea and you're, you're trying to build the awareness around a new offering people, in my opinion, your potential customer deserves to know how you think about the solution to that thing, to that problem. There's no better way to do that than to give away your content that explains your unique approach and, and how you, you attack that problem. So ungate that content initially, you can always put a gate behind it, but here's what that allows you to do. The lack of pressure behind gating your content and building this automated funnel behind it means that you can create more of it, right? You can focus your time on creating more of those lead generating assets, build a, a, a bank, a library, a repository of lead generating assets, give them away for free try to come up with four to six lead generating assets around your new offering that you give away for free and start to track the performance on downloads. Just nothing else, right? Go into Google analytics and set it up as a conversion event that says, Hey, when somebody clicks on the download button, I want to register that as a conversion. So I know how many uh, downloads occur between these four to six different assets, track that over time you know, maybe a couple months or whatever it takes before you start seeing uh, the awareness build and then identify which one is your highest performing lead generating asset and take that one and build a funnel behind it. Take that one and start running ads to it. And that's how you're going to generate massive awareness and then interest in what you have to offer. All right, folks, that's all I've got for today. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. But hey, I want to ask you again, and I know I ask this a lot, but I really mean it because it's important to me. I really want more people to become aware of the Uncompromised podcast, and I can't do that without your help. I need you to go to whatever podcast listening app that you love to use, and please give a five-star review for the podcast because that helps other people find the show. So please do that, and until next time, remember to be uncompromised.